All right, Tuesday night, and we are live. Hope everybody's doing good. Be blessed in Jesus' mighty name. We got to spend some more time on the Bidens, of course, because of the Devin Archer testimony. I'm going to try not to spend all night on it. It is a big part of the show, but I'm going to try to get through it faster so I can get the other topics. Is that mine? That graphic? Oh, I don't even recognize that Benny Johnson video. Yes. Okay. All right. Let me launch it. I'm sorry. I'm looking at another screen. You guys can't see. I'm making sure I'm playing the right one here. All right. Now, this is a good synopsis starting off with uh, Jesse Waters. And I just want to lay the groundwork for it. Most of you know all this information. Maybe, although I will say, I keep hearing information that I've never heard before. I keep, I mean, Miranda uh, Devine came out with information that I've never heard before about the Bidens. So maybe there's stuff you've heard, maybe it's stuff you haven't heard, but here's a good open couple salvos by Jesse Waters. Play it for me, Heather. Fox News alert, Devin Archer, the man who Hunter Biden once called a Biden, just flipped on the first family, and it's bad. Archer, who's been in Ukrainian board meetings, Chinese dinners, to the Biden family beach house, is saying that Joe Biden was on the phone with Hunter and his foreign business partners at least 20 times. 20 times. Archer says it was to sell the Biden brand. And Hunter described the Biden brand as gold. Here's how it worked. President Barack Obama would assign Joe Biden a country to handle. And when Biden was assigned to a country, a dirty company with a lot of problems in that country would hire Hunter Biden because they needed something from Joe Biden. Hunter would have dinner with some crooked foreign kleptocrat, and in the middle of dinner, he'd say, hey, let's call my pop. He'd get his dad on the phone, put it on speaker, and Joe Biden would say hello to Hunter's business partners. And that was what the business partners were paying for, that phone call. They were paying Hunter because he could get Joe Biden on the phone like that. And everywhere Joe went, Hunter got paid. And Joe delivered. Devin Archer told House investigators today that the corrupt Ukrainian gas company Burisma only hired Hunter so his father Joe could get the prosecutor investigating them fired. Devin Archer testified Hunter was with the crooked Ukrainian CEO when he called D.C. to demand Joe Biden fire the prosecutor. Three days later, Joe Biden flew to Ukraine and got the prosecutor fired and then bragged about it. This is what Democrats impeach Trump for probing. Devin Archer also testified that Hunter pulled the same move with other fat cat foreign execs. Archer says Hunter put Joe Biden on the phone with his Chinese partner, Jonathan Lee. Remember, Joe Biden flew Hunter to China on Air Force Two, where Hunter met Jonathan Lee. Hunter introduced Joe and Jonathan Lee in Beijing. They shook hands. It was a $20 million handshake. The Bidens made $20 million from that Chinese deal. After Hunter was given an equity stake in the Chinese investment firm, the Obama-Biden administration greased approvals for Jonathan Lee to take over American car manufacturers. Joe Biden, who claims he didn't talk to his son about his business, even wrote a letter of recommendation to Brown University on behalf of Jonathan Lee's daughter. Jonathan Lee is a Communist Party power broker who our vice president went to bat for, helping his daughter cut the line in the admissions offices at Ivy League schools. Why? Because his family was getting paid. Devin Archer also testified that Vice President Joe Biden personally met with a Russian billionaire, Elena Petrina, back in 2014 while VP at Cafe Milano in Georgetown. Joe Biden had dinner with her. 
And a month later, the Russian billionaire wired Hunter Biden three and a half million dollars. Democrats say Joe Biden had no idea who he was talking to. It was clear that it was as part of the daily conversations that Hunter Biden had with his father. Um, and it was, and, and sounded like most of the time, uh, now President Biden didn't even know who the people he was at dinner. He was just asked to say hello. Uh, and he would, you know, talk about the, the way he described it several times. They asked over and over and over. He described what the weather was, how, uh, how, what's going on on your end. The Democrats went working, working backwards to the beginning. When you have Dan Goldman there, which is the new, the new shill for the Democratic Party. He was one of the lead attorneys. Just so, and just so everybody knows how it all works, is it all works together. All these people know each other. They've all greased each other's pockets. Dan Goldman was the lead attorney for the impeachment hoax, the basement Adam Schiff impeachment hoax over Ukraine. So here you have Dan Goldman, who was technically under, you know, under impeachment, but prosecuting Donald Trump for alleged quid pro quo, saying that he won't send uh, missile defenses to uh, Ukraine unless they look into Biden, which, by the way, the transcripts of the phone call completely debunk any of that, so there is nothing. But the person who's actually prosecuting Donald Trump is now an elected congressman, multi-billion dollar electric Levi fortune, of course, hyper-woke Levi fortune. Dan Goldman is now the shill for the Democratic Party out there talking. So he used to, he prosecuted Donald Trump. Like I told you last week, you have, whether, whether it's the DOJ, whether it's Dan Schneider, whether it's Jack Smith, Jack Smith, who used to be part of the, who was the basically in charge of ethics for the DOJ, while the impeachment hoax was going on, while the FBI was hiding the FD-1023 forms, while the, F while the FBI was hiding information from the IRS investigation, all of that was going on. Jack Smith was in charge of ethics for the DOJ. Now he is covering for his own offenses by prosecuting Donald Trump and covering, and he's prosecuting Donald Trump to cover for his boss's offenses. Dan Goldman, now he was the only one the only Democrat that was willing to go to the cameras after he went after went to the cameras after the Devin Archer testimony before Congress and uh, James Comer's committee, he's the only one that could find the only one that wanted to be in front of a camera because he is willing to absolutely just de de just deface himself, just humiliate himself by saying things like these were conversations about the weather. And why wouldn't Joe come over to say hello to Hunter's friends? I'll show you. There's a lot more. I have a lot more on Dan Goldman. But, you know, why wouldn't he? This wasn't Joe Biden coming over to say hello. While Hunter was eating dinner, was, he was in the dinner. He was at the dinner with Hunter. He wasn't like, oh, hey, we just, we just happened to show up at the same restaurant. <laughs> so I walk up to Hunter's table and say hello to the people he's eating dinner with. Yeah. <laughs> or it's not like, you know, I mean, how do, how do you casually enter into a phone call? How do you casually enter into a phone call? You have to be handed a phone call or brought into a phone call or put on speakerphone, which is exactly what happened. You mean you have to have absolutely no dignity, and I'm stealing this from Dan Bongino, but does Dan Goldman have kids? This is something Dan Bongino said. Does he have family that's going to watch him just absolutely humiliate himself on national TV? I mean, how much, how much more of a bent over shill can you possibly be? The reason why he's willing to do that is he is covering for his own crimes. That's why he's doing it. Now, just some more things. So everybody gets this. Because you're going to hear the Democrats say there's no evidence 
that Joe Biden ever received anything from any of these Hunter Biden deals, which is all lies, offshore bank accounts. We'll get into that later. None of that matters whether, whether Joe Biden received a dime from any of this. Now, we know that there was 10% for the big guy. We have that on emails, on the laptop. Every, I mean, Bob Alinsky, even Rob Walker, they all acknowledge 10% for the big guy is Joe Biden. We, we have all of that. So we, we know that he was receiving money. But let's pretend for just a moment that Joe Biden didn't receive a dime for Hunter. Two things are still illegal. He's not allowed to make money for his son either. That's illegal. That's part of federal statutes. Whether he received a dime or not, it doesn't matter. If he was, if he was helping his son to make money using his name, which is what Devin Archer testified to, Devin Archer said that they were peddling the Biden name. That he, that's what he said. The Biden name. Even if he said, and Devin Archer said it was like an illusion or whatever it may be, doesn't matter. The phone call itself. So making money using your political position to make money for a relative is a violation of federal law, prosecute, uh, criminal law. That's, that's prosecutable. Number two, the phone call itself is influence peddling, which is also a crime. Doesn't matter whether he got any money from it or not. And we know that Joe Biden received millions and millions of dollars from Hunter because Hunter said on an email to, I believe, Bo Biden's widow, who Hunter Biden was dating at the time, said that, you know, or maybe it was, I think it may have been his daughter or somebody else, but he was referring to having to give 50% of his income to his father. There's no way, whether it doesn't, I mean, vice president, you're making $300,000 a year. Senator, you're making $200,000 plus a year. There's no way for Joe Biden to live the lifestyle that he's led with that money. There's no way. Listen, that's a lot of money for a lot of us. I've never made $200,000 in a year. I've never, nothing like that. I'm just saying, it's a lot of money, but you can't, you cannot afford a Rehoboth Beach mansion on that money. I don't know how many houses the Bidens have, but they've been living a multi-million dollar lifestyle for a long time. So, just so everybody knows, whether he received money or not, he influence peddled, that's a crime. He made money for his kids. That's a, and his, not only was it Hunter, James, Frank, and his sister also, they all made money peddling the Biden name. And Devin Archer testified under oath that he, that was the, that was the name of the game was to put it out there that they had access to the vice, do the vice president. That was the name of the game. That is criminal in and of itself. Even if, even if uh, Joe, and Jill never received a dime. It's criminal. They must be criminally prosecuted. Just some other things on this. So Jonathan Lee, this was stuff I didn't know. I didn't know Jonathan Lee. I know some other, the, some other Chinese counterparts, uh, CEFC. That's the infamous WhatsApp message. I'm sitting here with my daddy, and he's mad that I'm not getting my $5 million. That was another one. That was CEFG. But this uh, CEFC, this is another one. Jonathan Lee, $20 million. Wasn't aware of that deal. That's what I'm telling you. I've learned new things. $20 million, and they greased it, so they go over there on Air Force Two again. Here goes Joe and Hunter on Air Force Two. I mean, what? why is why is there a crack user on Air Force Two? I mean, explain to me why it is that they're flying over together on that plane. And, and, and once again, Joe Biden says he's never discussed his son's overseas business dealings. He's meeting with Jonathan Lee. So how do they not discuss it? Is that another Dan Goldman, just casual conversations about the weather? These people really expect us, expect us to believe this. And then right after, just like you have the Burisma phone call with Solcheski, 
with Hunter bringing Joe in and Dan, Dan Goldman. Remember? Dan Goldman, well, he was casually involved with phone calls. How do you casually get involved in a phone call? Right. He's on a, he's on a, he's on a conference call with Solcheski and Barisma. And he dials his daddy in and says, Daddy, these are good guys. We need to help them. Three days later, Shulkin gets fired. Three days later is when he called for Shulkin to be fired. And then, it, so you're, you're supposed to, Dan Goldman, I mean, this is a casual phone conversation. And again, it doesn't even matter. It's influence peddling. It's a crime. It's making money for your son. It's a crime. That's the end of it. But back to Jonathan Lee. So here goes Joe and Hunter over on Air Force Two to Beijing. Meet with Jonathan Lee, receive $20 million after Hunter becomes a partner in some sort of uh, Chinese, everything CCP, CCP-controlled uh, firm of some sort. Jonathan Lee gets a written letter of recommendation for his daughter to attend Brown University. A, a person from, the, I mean, this is a well-known CCP asset. This is a Chinese spy that the Bidens are doing business with, a Chinese spy, Jonathan Lee. And they get their his, that Chinese spy's daughter into Brown. Not only that, but him and Obama, because all of this, I'm stealing this from Dan Bongino. I still, I, met, I, I acknowledge that I stole this weeks ago from him. This is all about covering for Barack Hussein Obama because Obama knows all of this. And did Obama receive money? I don't know. They definitely live above their means too. Not now, maybe with all their, I mean, is there one thing that the Obamas ever do that succeeds? <laughs> I mean, outside of their chef disappearing. No. I mean, really, they signed a multi, multi, tens of million dollars worth of contracts with, with Netflix, yeah. with Barack Obama's book, Michelle's book. They never sell anything. Where, where does all this money come from? My opinion, it comes from BlackRock. Jonathan Lee, though, so Barack Obama and Joe Biden worked together to grease approvals for Jonathan Lee to take over auto manufacturing inside of the United States of America. That sounds just like, and again, another, this, is a, this is a CCP asset. Everybody who conducts business in China is a CCP asset. This is just like Hillary Clinton working with Uranium One, selling 20% of our uranium stockpile to Uranium One, which is controlled by Vladimir Putin. And claiming, of course, this is all innocuous. And quote, this is what Devin Archer wanted to do, sell the Biden brand, 20 phone calls and meetings, and Devin Archer said under oath, you have Dan Goldman come out and say, these were casual phone conversations about the weather. Devin Archer said, quote, the reason why Burisma hired Hunter, Bi Hunter Biden was to get choked and fired. And three days later, he was fired. I mean, how, how, much, how much of a, somebody with absolutely zero self-respect or any human dignity come out and lie like that? But especially Goldman's a billionaire. What's the point? It's amazing. All right, let's go to clip two. Play for me, other. Even the Russian lady who bribed Hunter three and a half mil, Joe Biden left her off the sanctions list. The one Russian billionaire not on the sanctions list happens to be the same one who paid the Biden family millions of bucks. But the Democrats say, what was Joe Biden supposed to be, rude and not say hello to Hunter's corrupt foreign business partners? Clearly, he talked, whether it's about the weather or whatever, but he said specifically that he's never talked to them. Doesn't this contradict? He never said that he has never spoken to anyone. He said that he had nothing to do with Hunter Biden's business dealings. If he says hello to someone that he sees his son with, 
Well, is he supposed to say, hi, son? Oh, no, I'm not going to say hello to the other people at the table or the other people on the phone. It's kind of a preposterous premise to think that a father should not say hello to people that the son are at dinner with. So the new defense is Biden's mismanners. Snubbing his son, sniveling and conniving foreign business partners would be the wrong thing to do. Now, we know that Hunter Biden brought his sleazy business partners to the Obama White House over 100 times. So Joe Biden never asked Hunter, who are all these people? The only thing he asked was, what's the weather like in Bucharest? So Dan Goldman, listen, I, I'm, I'm picking hard on Dan Goldman. I, I mean, that, that is somebody who is in just an absolute scumbag liar. And he's an attorney. Scumbag liar, lying under oath all the time, knowing that he's lying. So going backwards, a hundred times, 100 times, Hunter signed in business associates at the White House and Dan Goldman comes out and pedals that they were talking about the weather. A hundred times, a hundred times, 20 times on phone calls, 20 times meetings, a hundred times at the White House. So we're up to 120 right now, 120 meetings, 120 phone calls and meetings all together. And the most preposterous statement, I know that this is a little redundant, but I just can't get over Dan Goldman in the phone call. It, wouldn't it be rude for him not to say hello on a phone call? What are you talking about? How do, if Aaron is sitting, my producer Aaron is sitting on the phone, yeah. I don't go up to him and say, hey, Aaron, give me the phone so I can say hello to whoever it is you're talking to. And I'm having no idea who he's talking to. Or why would he even be brought into the conversation, like on the phone? Exactly. If they're yeah, not even I next mean, to each exactly. other. Exactly. You, ha you have to be pre-planning these things. You have to be pre-planned. It's absolutely, I mean, it's absolutely nonsensical. And as I always tell you, if it's illogical and nonsensical, that means it's nefarious. That means that it's evil. It makes absolutely no sense. And by the way, I probably should have loaded it up, but you know what? I've shown them so many times when you have Dan Goldman come out and say, Joe Biden never said he, he never spoke to his son's business associates. That's not what Joe Biden, he never said he didn't speak to anyone. That's exactly what he said <laughs> over and over and over again. Over the last three and a half years, we played the clips over and over. They were on the pre, they were on the pregame over and over again. And the last thing is Elena Batarina. That's the former mayor of Moscow's wife. One the richest woman in Russia is Elena Batarina. And she and one other person that the, that you'll hear in the next video or one, well, not the next one, but the one after the next. She and one other Hunter Biden business associate inside of Russia are the only ones currently not sanctioned by the Biden administration. Weird. So the only people that are not, because Russia's at war with Ukraine, allegedly, right? So, but the only, so everybody's been sanctioned on Russia. You had the Russian uh, yachts being confiscated, banks doing foreclosures, whatever it may be on all these Russian, all, the, all these Russian businessmen and women. But the only ones that are untouched are the ones that bribed Hunter Biden. $3.5 million sent to Hunter Biden from Elena Batarina. And she's the only one along with one other Russian business associate. So you have, they did business with Russia, Ukraine, Romania, China. I'm trying to think of, I'm leaving somebody out. I'm leaving, one, I'm leaving at least one other country out. But there's other ones, too, because they could add Costa Rica with Frank Biden, Iraq with Frank Biden, building houses in Iraq with his construction experience that he has none of. <laughs> All right, let's go to one last one about why Devin Archer flipped. Play it for me, other. Why did Devin Archer flip? Well, because he's going to prison. And he thought, you know, being Hunter's best buddy would keep him out of prison. 
Devin Archer can't be too happy with Hunter Biden right now. Here's a text he sent to Hunter. Why did your dad's administration appointees arrest me and try to put me in jail? Just curious, some of our partners asking out here. And then this one. Why would they try and ruin my family and destroy my kids and no one from your family side step in and at least try to help me? I don't get it. Devin Archer was sentenced to a year in prison for stealing $60,000 from an Indian tribe. I think it was more than that. Hunter Biden was a part of that deal and was the only one not to get indicted. Once again, everybody in Biden's orbit arrested in prison or they're missing. And before Devin Archer's testimony, Biden's Department of Justice sent a threatening letter to Devin Archer's judge telling him it's time for Devin to report to prison soon. This comes on the heels of... I mean, it's just also, um, it's just, I mean, it's, it's just so blatant. Everything is so audacious, so blatant by the DOJ. I, mean, I didn't talk too much about it because it's just so, everybody already knows the news. But when you have Devin Archer, who's basically been appealing his conviction, but it's pretty, I mean, the, the, the appeal is over and they just need to set a date where he goes to some basically luxury prison somewhere or whatever, to spend a year in prison is what, is what he's going to have to do for ripping off 60. I mean, he's done way worse. Devin Archer's done way worse than this. Way worse than this on the Burisma board. But he ripped off, fraudulently ripped off, along with Hunter Biden, his partner, ripped off $60,000 from, uh, from an Indian reservation, Indian tribe. Ripped them, ripped them off. But he gets a letter from the DOJ. The DOJ never works, per James Comey, never works on Saturday ever. And they sent two letters over the weekend. To Devin Archer, saying that, you know, and to the D- and to the whatever jurisdiction that's going to be sentencing Devin Archer, I'm assuming, assuming it's federal, of course, fi- sent a letter out of the blue, which the DOJ never does on a Saturday, never does anyway, period, sends a letter to the jurisdiction saying it's time for him to go to jail now. I mean, it's just so audacious. It's just all so blatant. And every one of these people need to be prosecuted. Listen. Merrick Garland needs to be in prison. Lisa Monaco needs to be in prison. Jack Smith needs to be in prison. Dan Goldman needs to be in prison. They need to be in prison. They're all liars, and you don't go to prison for lying, but you go to prison for perjury, and you go to prison for obstruction of justice. You go to prison for filing false police reports. The entire prosecution, persecution of Donald Trump is a criminal act conducted by Merrick Garland and Jack Smith and Lisa Monaco. They all need to go to prison for it. It's all political prosecution. What they basically do with it, what they do, it's very simple. And I've got a Trump section, and I'll maybe I'll, I'll talk more about this at the time. But what they do is just say make up a crime, like collusion. Okay, collusion is not a crime. Collusion is not a crime. And Donald Trump didn't do any colluding. But even if he did, it's not a crime. So what they do is they make up they make up a crime, like collusion, and then investigate it. And if you obstruct that investigation, they charge you with obstruction. That's all that the FBI does. The Federal Bureau of Instigation. That's all that they do. They make up a crime that doesn't exist, does not even exist. It's because they're globalist leftists. Globalist leftists always make up, make up some sort of turmoil, make the problem, make a problem out of thin air, make up a pandemic, make up a crisis, and then offer you their totalitarian solutions. Make, that, make it up or just, you know, blow it way out of proportion, whatever it may be. And then offer you their totalitarian solutions. The FBI, being globalist, leftist, globalist police, which they are, make up crimes and then 
the crime that doesn't exist, and then and then arrest you or charge you with obstructing an investigation into a crime that doesn't exist. That's what the FBI does. That's yeah. all that they do. Here's something right here, Benny Johnson tweet. He lied. Okay, here we go. Hunter Biden again. He lied. Hunter Biden told judge under oath, this is a sentencing judge when the whole plea bargain fell apart, told the judge under oath that he was a member of the Connecticut bar in good standing, but he was suspended two years ago. <laughs> Spoldface, he needs to be charged with perjury now. Charged with none, none of this can no, listen. If they're going to raid Mar-a-Lago, and there they just charge Trump with six more crimes that don't exist, by the way, I'll get into that. The crimes that they're charging with don't even exist and are not statutorily correct at all. And then what they do is, if you say, if you say, you know what, um, this happened on January seventh, and it happened on January eighth, oh, uh, you lied to the FBI. That's a crime. That's what they do. They create a crime and then charge you for obstructing their investigation into a crime that doesn't exist and a crime that never occurred. So here's, here he is. That's committing a crime. He lied under oath. He needs to be criminally charged for it. All right, let's give Jesse Waters some more time here. Democrats first said Hunter Biden. So here, the progression, remember now, the progression is 51 former Intel chiefs said that the Hunter Biden laptop was Russian disinformation. Remember the Russian, I mean, they certainly, they certainly receive a whole lot of money from Russia from hating them so much. Yeah. They hate them so much, but their two business partners are exempt from all of their sanctions. <laughs> they just hate the Russians. Elena Batarina, they hate the Russians so much, but they certainly are willing to receive $3.5 million from the richest woman in Russia. And another business partner, which are completely exempt from the current sanctions going on against the entirety of Russia and all but Russian businesses. So first of all, it's Russian disinformation. The entire laptop was Russian disinformation. But now it's progressing. Let's listen to the progression. Play for me, other. So the Democrats first said this was Russia disinformation, and now they're saying, yeah, Joe Biden talked to his son's business partners, but it was about the weather. Mm -hmm. So we've made a lot of progress over the last two and a half years. <laughs> Let me show you how this works. A country hires someone because their father's vice president. And then the guy hangs out with the guys who hired him, and he's like, you know what? I'm going to get the vice president on the phone. Vice president talks to all the guys that hired him, and that's why they hired him, because he can get the vice president on the phone. You're selling access. You're selling influence. That's the Biden family business, and it's been that way for four decades. Now, if you're saying that Hunter and his father talk on the phone every single day, well, what happens the day after the phone call he's on with the business partners? So you put me on with a bunch of Romanians yesterday while you were in Bucharest. Um, why are you in Romania and who were those guys? <laughs> are we still pretending Biden has right. no idea what's going on here? They're selling the Biden brand. That's what they're getting paid for. And the Biden brand, according to Hunter, was gold. Now, forget about the phone call for a second. OK, the 20 phone calls. How about all of the dinners at Cafe Milano? You're saying he goes to dinners with the Chinese, the Kazakhstanis, the Greeks, the Romanians, the Greeks. And, and it's a dinner where you sit down and you have an, an appetizer, an entree, dessert, and they're talking about weather the whole time. <laughs> I mean, you could do weather for about five minutes, but the whole dinner, it can't be all about weather. Also, we find from Devin Archer that, yes, Hunter was hired to get Joe to fire the prosecutor. We also found out that Joe sits down with a billionaire from Russia, and then a month later, Hunter gets a wire from three and a half million dollars from the Russian billionaire. Hmm. And then Hunter flies with Joe on Air Force Two to China, 
Then a week later, Hunter gets millions of dollars from the Chinese. And then Joe gets on the phone with the Chinese business partners on speaker. And then Joe writes a letter of recommendation to Brown University for the guy's daughter. But Joe has no idea what's going on. Everywhere Joe Biden goes, Hunter gets paid. Joe goes to China, Hunter gets paid. He goes to Romania, he gets paid. Kazakhstan gets paid. Ukraine gets paid. We're not adding this thing up. We're still pretending Joe's not connected to anything. Why does Joe Biden have six different alias email accounts? Why does the family have 20 shell companies? Why is this now a $50 million racket? Now, So those last numbers is what I wanted to talk about this. 50 million we're up to now. 50 million started off at 10, then we're at 17. Now we're up to 50 million that the Bidens have received. Why does Joe Biden have six ghost email accounts? And 23 shell companies. You're like, that's not Joe Biden's son. It is. He's meeting with the leaders of all these shell companies. He's meeting with the people that are feeding money to these shell companies. He has ghost emails, just emails, a bunch of different emails. Who has more than one email account? Joe Biden has six. Very weird, isn't it? $50 million, 23 shell companies. But here's Dan Goldman again. Dan Goldman, RNC research video. Democrat Dale Goldman says Hunter Biden did, in fact, frequently put his dad on the speakerphone with his business partners, but they only talked about the weather. Play it for me. Confirm, you're saying that the speakerphone conversations, they don't seem concerning to you because there was no specifics about business, and it just seemed like it was clear that It was clear that it was part of the daily conversations that Hunter Biden had with his father, um, and it was, and, and sounded like most of the time, uh, now President Biden didn't even know who the people he was at dinner. He was just asked to say hello. Uh, and he would, you know, talk about the the way he described it several times. They asked over and over and over. He described what the weather was, how, uh, how what's going on on your end. He, the, the witness was very, very consistent that none of those conversations ever had to do with any business dealings or transactions they were purely what he called casual conversations that is not what evan archer said they were he did not say that he said that they were there he was there pushing the biden brand which quote from hunter biden meant gold that is illegal there's two things that are illegal if joe biden received money it's bribery if he didn't receive money, he's influencing influence peddling that is illegal. Using his his political office to make money for any relative is illegal or making money for himself is illegal. It doesn't matter. Dan Goldman is lying. How either you bring him on a conference call, and I know I jumped ahead of myself with a lot of these things because I've seen so, so many of these videos. I know what Dan Goldman said. And this is, I guess, the unofficial spokesman for the Hunter Biden legal team. But you can't casually enter into a phone call. There's no way to casually enter into a phone call. And these were not, these were not Hunter, Hunter and Joe just happened to show up at the same restaurant. These were reservations made for Hunter and Joe with his business partners. It wasn't just Joe walks in. The vice president doesn't just casually walk into a restaurant and go, oh, look, my son's there. Yeah. I'm going to walk over and say hello to him and his friends. Yeah. These were all orchestrated, reserved dinners, 100 visits to the White House, 20-something phone calls, and Devin Archer never said the things that Dan Goldman is saying. Dan Goldman's not under oath, so he's not committing a crime right there, but he's lying. Absolute lying. He, um, Devin Archer actually testified 
that the sole reason why Burisma hired Hunter Biden was for Joe Biden to fire Victor Shokin, who is investigating Hunter Biden. Dan Goldman even had the nerve later on to say that the only thing that happened as a result of Burisma hiring Hunter Biden was Shokin getting fired, who was in favor of Burisma. Shokin was confiscating Burisma's, Zolchewski, the president of Burisma's personal property. In some reason, and, and Dan Goldman's going to say that Burisma was in favor of Victor Shokin? Why would Burisma then want him fired? I mean, it's, you're like, that makes absolutely no sense. I know. So does taking a vaccine that they say is safe and effective that isn't. It's taking a vaccine to stop transmission and infection. That doesn't stop transmission and infection. Putting on a mask that doesn't stop transmission and infection. None of it makes any sense. Gl- climate change makes no sense. I, say, I, I actually said this on, in church on Sunday. When they shut down, when they shut down the world in, in 2020, did CO2 emissions go up or down? They shut down the world. Nobody's driving to work. No trucks, nothing. I was going everywhere. I wanted to go burning all kinds of fossil fuels because I wasn't ever going to bow. <laughs> Doing whatever I want is great for me. The roads are empty. It's fantastic. Yeah. Very easy drives everywhere I went. Roads are empty. I went to anywhere I wanted. So did CO2 emissions go up or down? They went up. How would they go up if it's man-made? Same thing with, same thing with the recession in 2009. When you had every, all these people out of work, nobody's working, nobody's driving to work, nobody's spending money on gas. Did CO2 go up or down? CO2 emissions on the globe go up or down? They went up. It's all lies. Everything. Dan Goldman is a bull-faced liar. The Bidens, of course, everybody knows that, preaching to the choir. They're bull-faced liars. But you know what? It, it is fun, though. It is fun watching these people squirm. This is Aaron's favorite video <laughs> of the night. RNC research video. Last year... Corrine Jean-Pierre refused to say why Biden didn't sanction Russian billionaire Elena Baderina. Play for me, other. Uh, regarding Russia's sanctions, I'm wondering if you could uh, share the reason why President Biden hasn't sanctioned the Russian billionaires uh, Vladimir Yevtushenkov and Elena Baderina. Um, how, how is he handling the conflict of interest there, giving his son was a business associate of these two people? And can you confirm that as sitting vice president, he dined with Baderina in Georgetown? I, I'm just not speaking to um, anything that's related to his son from here if you want to have if you want to ask question about uh, hunter biden specifically i would refer you to his family and as it relates to any sanctions i'm not speaking to individual uh individual persons uh, that are from russia you are the spokesman for the family hunter biden is the son of the president of the united states who else is going to speak for him you are that's your job kareem john pierre i know your so qualifications are your sex partners and the color of your skin but you're that is who you're supposed to be the spokesperson for it is the biden family there's been nobody else to talk to. I love when they say that to you. You need to talk to the Pentagon. You are the Pentagon. You need to talk to the State Department. You are the State Department. You need to talk to the FDA. You are the FDA. It's all the Biden administration. And she refuses She refuses to talk about it? Why would she refuse to talk about it? Tell us the logical reason why, why Joe Biden is part of 23 shell companies, has five ghost emails, 100 meetings with Hunter Biden's business associates. Why can't you answer why it is that Joe and Hunter had reservations at a DC bistro with Elena, Elena Batterina. And then a few days later, he gets wired $3.5 million. I just, why can't you answer that question? Answer it. There's got to be a reason. The, the reason is, is that Joe Biden has committed high crimes and misdemeanors and needs to be impeached immediately. That's the reason why she won't answer. Can it go the great video? 
New Molly Hemingway and Miranda Devine. Miranda Devine, of course, is the Washington Post journalist who released the Hunter Biden laptop. Discussed Devin Archer confirming President Joe Biden participated in over 20, uh, 20 calls about his son's foreign business dealings. Play for me, other. Today, watch this. There is not a shred of evidence of a single conflict of interest of President Biden ever doing anything in connection or in relation to Hunter Biden's business ventures other than advocating for the removal of a prosecutor general who was advantageous to Burisma. Miranda, I mean, he's kind of flop sweating there if you look closely, and I think for good reason. Your reaction? Well, that in itself, Dan Goldman's done it again. He seems to, he's, he's playing the role of the defence counsel for the Biden family, but he can't seem to get out of his prosecutorial previous role because he's making the case for the prosecution against Joe Biden here again. So... Uh, Victor Shokin, at the very time that he was removed on the orders of Joe Biden, the prosecutor there, he was investigating Burisma, the country that the company that was paying Hunter Biden $83,000 a month. So he, uh, within a few months of uh, of um, uh, Hunter Biden and, and Devin Archer getting Joe Biden on the phone to talk to their Burisma paymasters in Dubai, uh, we had Victor Shokin seizing all property belonging to the owner of Burisma um, in Kiev. And so he was operating as a thorn in the side of Burisma. And we know that because the Burisma executives were uh, extorting and trying to get Devin Archer and, and Hunter Biden to make to do something about Shokin because it was causing them problems. I know I keep jumping ahead in all these videos and I already quoted the, what Dan Goldman talked about there, but just to reiterate one last time with it, you had Dan Goldman saying that he admits, I mean, this guy, and I'm, and I'm stealing this from Dan Bongino and other sources, but this guy is an absolute clown, Dan Goldman. He's actually exposing the malfeasance of the Bidens. He actually says that there was no appearance of impropriety except having the prosecutor general fired in Ukraine. Okay, so he just acknowledged that Joe Biden went and fired Victor Shokin. So the alleged uh, legal genius just acknowledged the malfeasance of Joe Biden. Just acknowledge it. Now he says, but he fired, he got him fired. Because this guy was advantageous to Burisma? So that this guy who allegedly was benefiting Burisma, who Hunter was on the board of, Devin Archer was on the board of, Mitt Romney's intel chief was on the board of. So this the, that Shokin was actually, while he was seizing the CEO of Burisma's private assets in Kiev, was allegedly <laughs> a, an, ad, an advantage for Burisma? Yeah. I mean, Aaron brought this point up. My producer Aaron brought this up. He is banking on nobody knowing anything about Victor Shokin. Yeah. That's not you and me. The 604 people on right now, if you're on Facebook watching, switch to Rumble. If you're on YouTube watching, switch to Rumble. Switch to the only free source, uh, free uh, free speech source that's a, that's an actual video stream that you go live on, and that's Rumble. I wish Getter go on live. I wish I could go live on them. Wish you could, if you're watching on Twitter, switch over to Rumble. This Twitter is shaky, man. Twitter keeps banning people left and right again. 
because they got Linda Yaccarino, World, World Economic Forum sycophant and, and co-creator or creator of Peacock from NBC that yeah. shouldn't be running Twitter. But I digress. So that's what uh, I think that's my last thing on that. But I, and again, I don't even want to spend up till 917 on this because I've got a lot more to get to. But that's what happened. That's the corruption. There's no doubt about it. No matter what, even if, Hunter, even if Joe Biden never received a dime, he committed numerous crimes via influence peddling and making money for his son. Doesn't matter. Using his political position to make money from it for his son is a crime. Influencing, pe- influence peddling is a crime. The moment he was put on a conference call is a crime. The moment he met with Elena Batterina is a crime. Period. Doesn't matter whether he received one cent or not. And he did receive a lot more than 10% for the big guy, 50% of Hunter's income via his own testimony. Well, it's not official testimony. Via his own emails on his own laptop said 50% of his income went to his father. All right, here's another one. This is just a little side note here. You remember that in Project Veritas is James O'Keefe-less now because Project Veritas decided to uh, commit corporate suicide by getting rid of James O'Keefe, but that's their business. But this was a case going back to that time. Remember, Project Veritas got raided. I don't remember whether Veritas itself got raided or James O'Keefe got raided. They both got raided. One, one, the other, or both got raided. And the reason why they got raided was because at one point, they had possession of Ashley Biden's diary, which is the infamous taking inappropriate showers with my dad diary that she left at her drug rehab center. That's a great kids that, that uh, Joe Biden has raised, isn't it? Fantastic children. So here's a little video of that. And listen to Ashley Biden talking here. Play it for me. At this point, and I don't mean to, I, I don't want to have to get Secret Service involved in this, right? Because it just is, it's a whole process. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, I, I am Ashley Biden. It is my stuff. So if you could just give all of that over, I would really appreciate it. I know you sent a picture to my husband with a camera. <clears throat> Mm-hmm. and a few other things that are mine as well. So that would be really great. Where is a good place uh, for him to meet you? My only take on that is she is threatening Project Veritas with the Secret Service. Mm-hmm. The Secret Service had six motorcades, six motorcades, or six vehicles in a motorcade to take Hunter Biden to Arkansas and his other various court appearances, opening and closing doors from one of their serving him cafe lattes too. The same Secret Service that covered up for Bo Biden's widow dumping Hunter Biden's firearm in a dumpster outside of a school that covered for that. The same Secret Service that couldn't find a single suspect in the White House cocaine case and blew up the bag of cocaine with an explosive. Who does that? 25 years in law enforcement, 1992, 2017, Sarasota County Sheriff's Office. You can check my bona fides. Nobody blows up bags of, of cocaine. <laughs> but that's what the Secret Service did. After it tested positive for cocaine, what's the point? We have, we have the original dispatch of what happened with the cocaine bag. It was tested on site. They knew it was cocaine. Why would you blow it in the smithereens? So you destroy evidence. That's our current that's the current state of the Secret Service, which is the current state of the DOJ, which is the current state of the deep state, the State Department, FDA, CDC, NIH, and all must be stripped to the studs, of course. All right, here's one last little bit on the Bidens. So again, like I always tell you, if you're gonna have a totalitarian system, if you're gonna have a Hitler, you gotta have a Goebbels. You gotta have a Goebbels. 
You've got to have a Pravda media. You've got to have a Mockingbird media. So here you have Devin Archer, who's about to testify. This is the day of the testimony, July 31st. So yesterday, the day of the testimony, you know, Devin Archer is going to go there and drop bombs. See, there's no way for him not to drop bombs. You have $60,000 deal that he's going to prison for. And by the way, that $60,000 deal where Devin Archer ripped off the Indian tribe, fraudulently received $60,000 from them and took it and kept it. Who was his? Who is the only person involved in that deal that wasn't prosecuted? Oh, that would be Hunter Biden. Oops. Hunter Biden's partners with him. They were in the deal together, and the only person that not, was not prosecuted as part of that Indian tribe fraudulent scheme to defraud them of $60,000, the only person not prosecuted was Hunter Biden. Weird, isn't it? So here you have Devin Archer about to drop bombs. You even have Dan lying sack of poop Goldman is out there you know, saying that. He even acknowledged Joe Biden didn't do anything. They had the appearance of impropriety except getting Shokin fired. Even Goldman has to admit it. <laughs> so you know he's going to drop bombs. So you think, you know what, the media, especially... Uh, you know, the Pravda media would be talking about it, maybe trying to, you know, get out in front of it and be proactive. No, instead, all they did was talk about Trump. News, Newsbusters video. Instead of preparing for bombshell testimony from Hunter's former b- business partner, Devin Archer, MSNBC, MSNBC spent the morning talking about Trump. Play it for me. Thank you for being with us this morning. And we'll begin the week with the latest on former President Donald Trump. Donald Trump, Trump's Trump's. We heard from Trump. Donald Trump, Mr. Trump, Mr. Trump. Donald Trump, Donald Trump, Donald Trump's mouth. Trump's Trump, Trump, Trump advisors, Trump. The Trump situation, Trump, Trump, Trump's President Trump. Donald Trump, Donald Trump, Donald Trump, four more years. Trump, 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 Trump. As it relates to Trump, Donald Trump, and that's Donald Trump. Donald Trump, Donald Trump, Donald Trump. Donald Trump, Trump himself and Trumpism. Donald Trump, Donald Trump's Donald Trump. Yeah, Trump, Trump is. Trump, I'm Donald Trump. Hang on. So Donald Trump, 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 Trump's Donald Trump still ahead on Morning Joe. Donald Trump plus. We've got Trump plus Trump. That's former President Trump. Trump, let's start with President Trump, former President Trump. Donald Trump, Trump, Donald Trump, the Trump world. Donald Trump, Trump, Trump train. Donald Trump. Uh, you, with Trump, Trump, Donald Trump, Trump's employees. Great analysis as always. Thank you for joining us this morning. And still ahead here on Morning Joe, Donald Trump. Who is subsidizing? Who's subsidizing these companies? Because nobody's watching. Absolutely nobody watches Morning Joe or MSNBC. Nobody watches and he says, I want to know where I know their money comes from pharma. I got that for them to pimp and whore their vaccines. But I'm just wondering who, where that money comes from. I'm not saying it's coming from Vanguard or BlackRock, but I just want to know because all they are are Pravda Media, Mockingbird Media, Goebbels Media. There's not one ounce of truth coming out of them at all. Not, not, not one bit. So I just I'm wondering where their finances come, but I digress. So let's look at the since that's what they're talking about is Donald Trump. So from the Gateway pundit breaking, Trump indicted. Most of you already know this already. Charged with uh, effort to undo election loss. Okay, let's let's figure out what that crime is, shall we? Charged with effort to undo election loss. I mean, where, where is that in the where is that in the federal statutes? Yeah. And doesn't exist. There, nothing. And subvert transfer of power. Four counts. Six unnamed co-conspirators. Here's a little snippet from the article. A sweeping indictment charges Trump with four counts. Conspiracy to defraud the United States. Defraud the United States, really, so he received money. None. Conspiracy to obstruct an official proceeding. Again, creating a crime that doesn't exist and then charging you with obstructing the investigation into a crime that A, doesn't exist and was never committed because it doesn't exist. 
Obstruction of an att- obstruction of an attempt to get this. Here's the charge: obstruction of an attempt to to obstruct an official proceeding. See what I mean? That's what they do. They charge you with a crime that doesn't exist, and then charge you with obstruction of the investigation of the crime that doesn't exist. And conspiracy against rights. What does that even mean? There are also six unnamed co-conspirator co-conspirators including multiple attorneys and a Justice Department official. This is how they keep you. Again, it's a one-world commerce system with a singular access point. It's all the same tactics. Lawfare is one of the tactics. Donald Trump can't get attorneys because now his attorneys are being charged with crimes. You could charge any attorney with crimes if you wanted to, so, but he can't, find, he can't find attorneys because all of his attorneys are being charged with crimes. That don't exist. None of them are being convicted, but it keeps people from... Wanting to work for Donald Trump, leverage you into a one world commerce system with a singular access point. So he has no more access to legal defense. That's the that's how these people work. That's what vaccines are about, what's gun grabbing about, transgenders about, um, CBDC is about, uh, social credit systems are about, COVID's about, COVID vaccines and vaccine passports about, climate change. It's all about leveraging you into that one world commerce system. They'll use lawfare to do it. That's what one six is about. One six that was nowhere close to an insurrection, but they use it to leverage you into a one world commerce system. They can arrest you for a crime that doesn't exist, which is what they're doing with Donald Trump. They, 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 they say that there was a crisis. One six was a crisis. And then they use it just like COVID, just like the pandemic to usher in totalitarianism where anybody remotely connected in any way to Donald Trump is now potentially somebody who, who is who is possibly part of a seditious conspiracy. How did, what did Donald Trump do to instigate 1-6? Because that's what this is all about. Or to Georgia, I mean, Georgia, he had a phone call with Brad Raffensperger telling him, look into corruption. How is that, how is that in any way, shape, or form obstructing an official proceeding? Brad Raffensperger didn't do it because Brad Raffensperger is controlled by Perkins Coie and Mark Elias, who met long before in early 2020, to make it impossible to adjudicate ballots. That's what Matt Brad Raffensperger is. That's who he is. He'll say a bunch of conservative things to get elected, but he's partners with Mark Elias. Perkins Coie, Perkins Coie, which hired Fusion GPS, which hired Christopher Steele, which hired Igor Danchenko to create the Russian collusion hoax. See how they're all in it together. Doesn't matter whether they call themselves a Republican or not. Doesn't matter. Trump created, the, there are six Unnamed co-conspirators, including multiple attorneys and a Justice Department official. Trump created widespread mistrust. So what? You can create widespread mistrust. It's not a crime. You're allowed, listen, we're, you're allowed to say our elections are corrupt. You're allowed to say it. If someone wants to sue you for defamation, they can. Mike Lindell's being sued for defamation from Dominion. He's totally right, but he's being sued for defamation. If that's, if that's what they want to do, if you're allowed to so destroy. You're, listen, you'll go to hell for lying, but you're allowed to lie. It's, it's, it's covered in the First Amendment. You're allowed to sow distrust. Trump created widespread distrust in his attempt to overturn the legitimate results of a 2020 election. So what? So what? He's allowed to. And by the way, that, in that, is that not what Stacey Abrams did for six years? For real. <laughs> Saying that she was the legit governor of Georgia? That's not sowing mistrust? Is that not what Hillary Clinton said for four straight years, sowing distrust in the election by saying that Russia orchestrated the election of Donald Trump? Absolutely. 
Here's the, now this is good. This is from Larry Cutlow, Rumble video from Larry Cutlow from Fox. Here's the timeline of all Trump's recent indictments. Play it for me. Target letter from the special counsel's office uh, in the middle of July, so a couple of weeks ago. Then we also know that last Thursday, the former president's legal team met with the special counsel. So all of this was sort of leading to this moment where we are potentially going to see uh, the former President Trump uh, be indicted yet again uh, by the special counsel. Larry? I, I got a thought. I appreciate the report very much. I just have a thought. Yeah. One reason that this is coming out today is because former Hunter Biden best friend forever, Devin Archer, did his deposition yesterday and talked about the Hunter family brand, which is an influence peddling brand. Just let's just hang on a second. You know, they do this every time something bad happens. They come up with another indictment. March 16th, uh, Jamie Comer reveals Biden's family payments. Then a few weeks later, April 4th, Trump's New York criminal indictment. That was the Alvin Bragg fiasco. Then later in the spring, June 8th, Republican views Biden's bribery 1023 form. Okay, the GOP unleashed that. The next day on the 9th, we had Trump's classified documents indictment about Mar-a-Lago. In the summertime, just a few days ago, July 26th, we get the Hunter plea deal blows up in Wilmington, Delaware. And guess what? All of a sudden, Trump has to face additional charges from Jack Smith about uh, covering up tapes and having the maintenance guy. I mean, come on. Yesterday's. So there you go. Now, here's the here's the dates. I just wrote them down and I won't remember. Oh, good. That's perfect. Thank you. Aaron. that's what I need. So here you have April 1st, get freezing for Yeah, perfect. So April 1st, April 4th, you have, that's, can you, uh, April 4th, you have, I'm going to get it right. Okay, we gotta, it goes top to bottom. I mean, bottom to top. I'm looking at something. I'm looking at a bigger version of what you guys are saying. So you have March, March 16th, Comer reveals Biden family payments. So lo and behold, a few days later, you got Trump criminal indictment with Alvin Bragg. And then you got June 8th, GOP views Biden, uh, Biden bribery, uh, a 1023 form, and then you got Trump classified documents uh, indictment. And then you've got on, J- on July 26th, uh, Hunter Biden plea deal falls apart. The next day, you've got uh, Jack Smith revealing more charges against Donald Trump. And then, of course, you have Devin Archer justifies, and you've got another indictment from Jack, Jack Smith. I mean, come on. I mean, they couldn't be any more blatantly corrupt, and Jack Smith needs to go to federal prison for a decade for what he's done. And here's an interesting little snippet from Mark Levin. Mark Levin. Mark Levin and I, I mean, you know, not that he knows me at all, but <laughs> don't always agree with him on a lot. He has a tendency to be a globalist war hawk, but he seems to be waking up a little bit. Seems to be waking up. But a mischief video, proof the Biden DOJ is breaking the law by trying to prosecute Donald Trump. It's all unlawful from the beginning. It's all fruit of the poisonous tree. Play it for me. Here's the United States Department of Justice manual for U.S. attorneys. And you look at 9-11.121, venue limitations. This is required. Venue limitations. One sentence. A case should not be presented to a grand jury in a district unless venue for the offense lies in that district. The documents case is in Florida. All the work was done in Washington, D.C. These lawyers for Donald Trump need to file a motion. They shouldn't wait for the trial. They ought to file a motion to dismiss for prosecutorial misconduct and because they changed the venue, the basis of venue shopping, I would call it. And so all these charges should be thrown out.
the rules of the Department of Justice are 100% clear, and uh, grand jurors are supposed to be uh, chosen from the district in which the activities took place and any charges would be brought that was clearly violated. They should immediately bring a motion to dismiss the search warrant. I talked about this the other week. It's a general warrant. Uh, it would end the entire case. They should have a Frank's hearing, that is a hearing with the judge on the basis for the warrant, the information that was in the warrant, and whether any uh, uh, exculpatory information was concealed from the court. Uh, so there should be a mis mis also a motion to dismiss for prosecutorial misconduct involving Jay Brack, who was in the judge's courtroom in Florida for allegedly extorting one of the defendants in the case, the attorney for one of the defendants in the case. That is still under secret review by a judge in the District of Columbia. This case belongs in... Now, this is the Mar-a-Lago case. The Mar-a-Lago case is completely and totally invalid. Now, we know it's invalid regardless of regardless of, of where they hold the trial it really it really doesn't matter wherever the venue is but it is illegal to change venues and they've changed venues they've changed it from florida to dc you there was no i mean let's just pretend for a second that donald trump committed crimes by having remember now they'll show you the 70 80 100 boxes worth of material they have this they have 120 documents total 120 documents total None of which has anything to do with Mark Milley's Iran plans, by the way. That, that recording where you got Donald Trump uh, bragging about whatever this is classified with. None of, that has any, none of that has ever amounted to one thing, not one criminal charge, nothing. But again, I digress. But here's the thing. You cannot, you cannot file for change of venue. You have to draw your grand jury from the area where the alleged crimes were committed. The alleged crimes were committed in Mar-a-Lago. So it has to be a Florida trial, a Florida judge. And why would now, if you, you have all these people that love to live, all these liberal pundits, I'm not even, I don't even, I'm not even going to mention their names anymore. Is I complete, I'm, I'm completely ignoring them on, on Twitter because all of them, and you know the names, if you're on Twitter, you know the names. They're all just clickbait artists. That's all they're doing is making money off of us arguing with them. They just put out, you know, just Tons of propaganda. They know that they're lying. They go to default propaganda no matter what. I mean, it's like the, the video that we were watching in the pregame where you have the reporter or whoever he was talking about Joe Biden finally acknowledging his seventh grandchild and how wrong it was. And the, of course, the MSNBC or CNN host goes, uh, we need to be you know, careful about being compassionate for those who have a drug problem. What does that have to do with a drug problem? That's just the propaganda sheet that she has to read. And so whenever you're dealing with these people, there's no point in even arguing with them. We, uh, all, you know, I, I don't want to mention their names, but I'll mention a couple. Whether it's Krasensteins or Brooklyn Dad or any of the idiots that are on Twitter, uh, Mahid, Hassan, all of them. There's no point. They're just propagandists. They don't believe anything they're saying. They just know that somehow or another they will personally profit by propagandizing. So there's no point in even dealing with these people. But, but all of them, they always say, you have to trust the process until it actually goes against them, of course. Then it's a Trump judge. But why would you want to change a venue? Why? Because they know that he'll get a fair trial in Florida, and they know that 98% of the citizenry in D.C. voted for Joe Biden, and he won't get a fair trial there. That's the reason why they're trying for a change of venue. And, like, and this needs to be taken care of right now by Trump's team. For pro they needed this case needs to be thrown out 
in a Florida court for prosecutorial misconduct for even filing for a change of venue because they're not allowed to file for a change of venue according to Florida, not Florida statutes, federal statutes. All right, finally change the subjects. Insider paper tweet, just a little tidbit on the uh, the Obama chef, uh, uh, there we go, accident. <laughs> just in, Obama chef Tafari Campbell had been paddleboarding with a woman. Hmm, where's she at? Who is she exactly? Another <laughs> Obama staff member, when he fell off, so you have, it, you have him paddling with a mystery woman. Now, now, how many days are we into this now? I mean, it's got to be close to a week, right, Aaron? Something like that? Yeah, something like that. All right, somewhere close to a week. We don't know who this woman is, but she's an Obama staffer. What did she do to save the man? I mean, again, eight foot of water. He's six feet tall. He, he only got two feet to go to. He can just bob up and down all the way to shore. And by the way, a, de- a good swimmer, because we saw the video of him getting swimming lessons, was perfectly capable, totally still water, summer months, warm water. But he had an Obama staffer with him. Weird. Isn't it an Obama, the person who exposed Obama's birth certificate, she drowned, and now his chef drowned, Hillary Clinton's chef drowned. Weird, isn't it? When he fell off, you know, Vince, uh, Vince Foster double-tapped in the back of the head, suicide, uh, right before he's about to testify about the Clintons. Weird, isn't it? Yeah. When he fell off and drowned in a pond, <laughs> besides the, beside the former president's estate in Martha's Vineyard. Very weird, isn't it? And the phone call, the 911 call, came from two miles away. Everybody's got a cell phone now. Why didn't this woman call while he was drowning? Why didn't she save his life? All she had to do is push the paddleboard over the guy. Right. Save his life. Why didn't any of that happen? It's just weird. I mean, again, I'm not claiming anything. I don't know anything. It's just very weird how death surrounds these people. Over and over again, people die. It's weird. It's just very weird. All right, change the subjects again. Wall Street Silver uh, tweet uh, v- video. Now, here's something. This is about Justin Trudeau and gun control. And again, this comes down to my premise. And it's not a premise. It's absolute fact. There's a one-world globalist, bourgeois leftist, elitist agenda, which is to leverage you into a one-world commerce system with a singular access point controlled by them. CBDC, social credit systems, vaccine passports, climate change, COVID, gun grabbing. Now, this is gun grabbing. Justin Trudeau who admires more than anybody on the planet, the CCP and Xi Jinping. We know that. 15-minute cities, I mean, absolute climate, climate hoaxer, COVID hoaxer, bankrupting his own country on purpose, just like Joe Biden's bankrupting our country. Ba- getting rid of, when I say bankrupting, what I mean by that is they're getting rid of the middle class because if you get rid of the middle class, they have all the power because now the lower class, the, the have-nots, depends on the haves. That's the plan. Globally, to have haves, very few haves and everybody else have nots living in their 15 minute cities in their cubicles controlled by them doing whatever it takes for them to re- to to feed the bourgeois leftist elitist to entertain the bourgeois leftist elitist provide for the bourgeois leftist elitist that's the plan one of those ta- now all those tactics that i named whether it's climate change cbdc vaccine passports quantum dot tattooing all of that 15 minute cities climate hoax all of that, those are the tactics for the agenda. One agenda, many tactics. Now, if you're going to institute totalitarianism, then you have to follow. Let's look at the totalitarian playbook or blueprint. What do you do? The very first thing Mao does, the very first thing Hitler does, 
The very first thing Pol Pot does, the very first thing Maduro does, the very first thing, and I'm not saying any of this is historically accurate. I'm just saying, well, for sure, it's historically accurate with Hitler. Very first thing that Stalin does is what? Get rid of guns. Get rid of them. Now, do I know for sure? I know that was the very first thing Hitler did. Do I know that with all the others? No, not 100%, but I'm just telling you, if you're going to institute totalitarianism, you have to get rid of guns. It's top on the priority list, whether it's first or not. You have to get rid of guns. So that's what they're doing. Now, here's, here's a little timeline using videos of Justin Trudeau. Play for me, Heather. Registering your guns is, is just the first step towards taking away guns from everyone. That's never going to happen because here in Canada, we have a culture that has that has grown up with guns and that respects the need. From today forward, it is no longer legal to buy, sell, or transfer a handgun in Canada. Effective immediately, it is no longer permitted to buy, sell, transport, import, or use military-grade assault weapons. In. And this shows you how these worms work. They go out and bullface lie. 2010, that's just 13 years ago. 2010, Justin Trudeau, just like Joe Biden, said the same thing. Remember, he was he was a defensive marriage act. Gay, uh, you should not endorse uh, gay and lesbian marriages. All of that. Man, marriages between a man and a woman. Hussein Obama said the same thing. Oh, uh, Joe Biden said the same thing. They lie to get in the door. And there you have... Justin Trudeau saying that, you know what? Gun registry is the first step in taking everybody's guns. And that'll never happen in Canada. That's what he says. And now it's illegal to buy, sell, or trade any guns in Canada for all intents and purposes. Any handguns in Canada for all intents and purposes. And, of course, assault rifles also. Illegal. Whatever they deem as an assault rifle, of which he's never full, he's never defined it. He's never defined assault, assault rifle yet, just like the American left. It's not, a, it is not defined assault rifle yet. We have no idea. What does assault rifle mean? No idea. They can just come take it. It's like a PCR test. What are you testing positive for? No idea, but you have to mask. You have to vax if you're positive. That's the point of all of it. So again, so now let's look at, let's look at how well this has worked. So you can't buy, sell, or trade any firearms for all intents and purposes, any handguns in Canada. And really nothing else, maybe, but shotguns or a hunting rifle. Right. In Canada, so. But, I mean, what is a hunting rifle? Is that an assault rifle? We know they're going to go, too. Yep. Eventually. So, for all intents and purposes, there is no self-defense in Canada via firearm. So, this, I mean, and I guess, right, if you believe in gun control, there must be no crime now. Because they can't, you can't buy a gun, can't sell a gun, can't trade a gun in Canada. For all intents and purposes, anything that's an assault rifle or a handgun, nothing. So, crime must be exponentially down, right? Just like it is in all the American cities with great, with uh, all that gun, yeah. you know, whatever you want, gun safety or, or gun legislation, uh, gun confiscations, common sense gun restrictions, right? Yeah, yeah. It's like Chicago. I mean, look how, look how well they're doing with, with basically how many shootings per weekend, double digits every weekend. They have the, the, the strictest gun restrictions in the country, strictest gun laws in the country. It doesn't work. It just takes the guns out of legal gun owners' hands, which, by the way, is the purpose of them instituting, via legislation, rampant gun crime. It's on purpose. Let's show you. Put, put the next one for me. Pierre uh, Pelevev video. StatsCan, which is their governmental stats source, reveals that gun violence is up 
101% under Justin Trudeau. Gun crime, he confiscates all the guns, or is trying to confiscate all the guns, pre- prevents all their sales, and gun crime is up 101%. Uh, go figure, banning hunters and licensed sports shooters doesn't stop crime. Yeah, you know what? Exactly. Stopping gangsters and gun smugglers will. But then, you see, that's never, it's never, they have no interest in that last line. No interest in stopping gangsters or gun smugglers or any other, any other crime, any, any other criminal. They actually are rooting for the criminal. Yeah. That's why you have the Soros bought and paid for district attorneys around the United States. Whether it's Gascon in Los Angeles, Kim Fox in Chicago. Um, I forgot the one in Philadelphia, Larry, I forgot his name. But anyway, Krasner. Krasner yeah. in Philadelphia. They're all there in place to institute rapid crime, rampant crime. So that it gives them, again, tactics of the globalist left, leverage you into one world commerce system. You won't cooperate with the one world commerce system if you are armed. I won't. So they got to get you defanged. That's the point of it all. So they allow rampant crime. They take away, they take away. Listen, why is it? And again, you've, you've heard me say this a thousand times, but... Why is it that Nancy Pelosi and Lindsey Graham, and I'm saying it on purpose because there's no difference between the two of them, why is it that they have 2,700 police officers around them in a two-square-mile area? Two miles. They have 2,700 police officers, and Detroit has 700. The entire city of Detroit averages between 700 and 900 police officers, and they're way down. The entire city. Seattle has high 700s. Why? Because it's on purpose. They want rampant crime in Detroit. Chicago, who's way down. New York. New York cannot keep up with the retirements. They want the rapid crime. They want it. I keep saying rapid. Rampant. They want the rampant crime so that they can come in and take guns. Look at how how high the, the gun crime rates are. Yeah, you're causing them. Yeah. On purpose. So it gives them justification to put in strict gun laws where you and I can't hold a gun, can't have a gun. They always have guns. They always have walls. We have nothing. That's the point of it all. And there's not much difference between a lot of Republicans and those Democrats either. All right, let's go to vaccines. Lots of stuff happening with vaccines. Vigilant Fox video. One of my favorite people, Edward Dowd, former BlackRock executive, statistical genius, insider alert. Now, this is from the Society of Actuaries. What's the Society of Actuaries? Insurance companies. Insurance companies aren't Republican. They aren't Democrat. If anything, they lean Democrat. Yeah. So insider alert, insurance whistleblowers reveal 23 to 24% rise in excess mortality. See, a lot of you you are probably thinking, because it fades off of the internet. We get, and some of this is on purpose. They got put out the UFO hearings. Absolutely. Even sometimes Republicans are complicit in this with Biden hearings because the Republicans were not, I mean, hardly any Republicans were any less a vaccine pimp or whore than any Democrat. They were all basically the same. All of them were. Even people like Ted Cruz coming up and saying, I'm fully vaccinated, as if, as if that's a wise decision, Ted. <laughs> 23 to 24% rise in excess mortality. We're not, you're not seeing this because... Conservatives are getting bored with it because we you don't, may not have the video of somebody dropping, which I've got new videos of people dropping. But this is what, how, how do you find out how many people are legitimately dying? 
via insurance, life insurance claims. That's how you figure it out. Society of Actuaries, Edward Dowd. Just go to the statistics. So insurance whistleblowers reveal 23 to 24% rise in excess mortality among millennials. I'm hearing from some of my insurance whistleblowers that their short-term and long-term disability numbers are accelerating again. It went really bad in 2021. It went really worse in 2022. And it ain't over because the vaccine side effects are either for seven years or for life. If you got a bad dose, some people didn't get a bad dose. I'm going to try not to digress into DOD stuff because this was a DOD op. And if I start talking about it, it's the end of the show. But nobody was regulating. Nobody was regulating the amount of S-spike protein and nanolipid particles inside of each vial of vaccine. Some people walked away scot-free. The people that I love that stupidly got vaccinated, I repeat from the Ted Nugent video, yes, you're stupid if you got vaccinated. Repent of being stupid is all I can tell you. But if you, the people that I love and even the people that I hate, and I'm not, you're like Tom, you're a pastor of a church, I would never act in hatred, but I'd be lying if I said when I see him, boy, I really like him. <laughs> I would never act in hatred, but even the people I don't like, I hope they don't get hurt, but I hope they got a low-dose fax. Because if you got one with a lot of nanolipid particles and S-spike proteins, these are the people that you're seeing. And by the way, even if you got a medium-sized dose or 30% dose or a 15 even though you're not supposed to have any of that in your body ever, ever. But a 23 to 24% rise in excess mortality. All right, I'll let Edward Dow do the talking. Play for me. There's something going on in the general population that's reaccelerating uh, something. And uh, anecdotally, uh, I don't have the, the data yet, but I'm hearing from some of my insurance whistleblowers that their short-term and long-term disability numbers are accelerating again. They're, they're having panic meetings about it, but they, uh, most times they don't mention the obvious elephant in the room. Uh, they see excess deaths amongst the millennials, 25 through 44, and their group life insurance continuing at abnormally high rates, around 23, 24% excess mortality. So this, whatever's going on, we all know what we think it is. Whatever's going on is a disaster. I mean, we need to be thinking about this. You have a 24% increase in mortality. You know how huge that is? And I didn't even notice this first graph. My producer Aaron noticed it. Look at the years here. If you go, if you look at the year, look at 2020, shall we? I, you know, I wish I would have noticed this and I would have uh, screenshotted it and circled it. So make sure that you could see it. And that's why I've got to get the technology in here where Aaron can actually interject himself onto these slides. But if you see that gray line there to the, to the right, that's 2020. Did I just see a cursor? Right there. Oh man, you got, you do it. Oh, Aaron's on it. There we go. Man, I'll tell you, he's the best. The best in the world. Nobody's stealing from me either. So anyway, that's 2020 where the cursor is. There it is. It went down. <laughs> pandemic. The, the excess death went down during the pandemic. Oh, no. This ruined your whole narrative, didn't it? COVID-caving clergy, COVID-caving pastors, COVID-caving conservatives, globalist, leftist, bourgeois, leftist, elitist. That just ruined your whole narrative. I thought that it was the bubonic plague. We're being overrun. Build another Army Corps of Engineer hospital that never sees a single patient. <laughs> I send around. I send my covert photographer around south, Southwest Florida. Not one hospital is filled with any COVID patients. Nobody's even in the emergency rooms. 
That shows it right there. Right there. Do some circles, Aaron, if you can. Right there. There it is. It went down. Excess death went down in 2020, not up. When does it start going up? Oh, let's see here. <laughs> right at 2020. Aaron, see if you can get that right on that little first mountain edge on 2020. Go over to the other way, other way, other way. Right there. There it is. Yes, right there. Right where Aaron's circling. <laughs> There's where the vaccines came out. Hello. Actually came out way before that at the dip. Right there. Right there is where the vaccines came out. Right there. <laughs> wow, you know, statistical data is showing that people, way more people have died post-vaccine than pre-vaccine. And during the 2020 COVID outbreak, the pandemic, <laughs> less people died than 19. Whoops. Kind of a shame that you closed your church down, isn't it? Kind of a shame that you pimped and hoard the vaccines from your pulpits, isn't it? Kind of, kind of a shame that you sat in COVID clumps and locked down your churches and had Zoom services and locked down your businesses for that? And they, listen, it wouldn't be over now, 41 months into 15 days to flatten the curve. It wouldn't be over except for this. Yep. There, there, there is a tidal wave coming because these insurance companies are not going to want to make these payments. Who's going to pay? They're going to sue. Who forced your who forced your employee? I mean, listen to these numbers. And it's not just deaths, it's disabilities. This is this is population with a disability, 16 years now. This is not deaths, it's disabilities. So I actually missed the, messed up the whole thing, didn't I? Yep, messed up the whole thing. So this is not deaths, this is disabilities. So the whole every, my whole thing that I just said over the last five minutes of screaming was wrong. But by the way, it, it probably will line up with deaths too, because this is disabilities. So this just disabilities, but disabilities it never gets talked about. They're having panic meetings about it, but most times they don't mention the obvious elephant in the room: these excess deaths, because it is excess deaths. Millennials, twenty-five to th through forty-four, in their group life insurance, continuing at abnormally high rates. It was twenty to twenty. It was twenty to twenty-five percent in twenty twenty-two, twenty twenty-one, and even still now, even still now. So I'm wondering. I would like to see this same graph with, 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 if it was just deaths. I would like to see if it was death. We all know the COVID death rate. COVID deaths pre-vaccine, 300,000. Post-vaccine, 1.1 million, according to the CDC, of course. So again, my whole rant about COVID deaths were wrong. This was disability. So just everybody knows, so you don't correct me afterwards. I already know I was wrong. All right, let's go on to the next thing. All right, so Aussie, Aussie 17. Oof, it's happening daily now. Play it for me. Plant. All right, just wanted to show you World Cup star Linda Sacido's 18 grabs her chest and collapses LeBron James. Same thing happened to him. I don't know if he collapsed or not, but had cardiac arrest. Happening again. Let's go to the next one. Died suddenly video. Ying Bing Wu has collapsed and been forced. You just side by side. You dispute it. Has, been, has collapsed and been forced to retire from a match weeks after his body went faint at Wimbledon. Early in the month while playing against American, against the, uh, the American Wu was seen to, seen to by medics after bowing his head in his chair with his heart rate measured to be 187. wonder why that is. And, and by the way, LeBron James' son, Bronny James, he went to a high school that mandated the vaccine, period. No equivocations, no exceptions. If you wanted to go to that high school, you wanted to play sports, you had to be vaccinated probably at least three times. Go to the next one for me just to pick. Gateway Pundit Sports. Uh, 
Denver Broncos, KJ Hamler reveals pericarditis di- diagnosis steps back from the field for recovery. It's not, it has not stopped at all. There may, listen, it's not even that there's less stories. It's just with all the Biden stuff and everything else takes precedent. If we had a legitimate media, you'd be seeing this stuff every single day instead of only probably 25% of the media, which is, which is right-leaning leaning media, even showing any of these stories. That's what's actually happening. And those people were vaccinated two years ago. Two years ago was their first shot, and it's having effects on them today. All right, Dr. Ray video. In a stable period of time before COVID-19, listen to this data on the Stu Peter Show. Play it for me. The press is obviously doing everything they can to talk about every other possibility except for these shots. But there's no secret here that the uh, historical average of young athletes collapsing on the field of play was 5 to 10, never more than 10 annually. And there was a fiscal year where we saw over 1,000 of these instances uh, after the rollout of these shots. I mean, how can they ignore this? They can't. Uh, Polly Cretas and myself published from the European leagues in a stable period of time before COVID-19. All the leagues combined, pro, semi-pro, under age 35, 29 arrests per year. And then once the vaccines rolled out, that number's now 283 per year. It's about a tenfold increase. Now, in the polycretus data, about two-thirds are fatal. And then a third can be resuscitated, like, uh, you know, like uh, 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 Uichuku, for example, or uh, Damar Hamlin. Uh, the, the issues are here, um, how many more are at risk, how many shots. In the case of, um, of Bronnie James, you know, he went to a high school that mandated the shots with no exceptions. And then USC had a mandate. Uh, LeBron said he did his research in September of 2021. He did his research and said it's best for him and his family to take the vaccine. That was three months after the FDA said the vaccines caused myocarditis. So the question is, what type of research did LeBron do? You know, this is myocarditis is heart damage. No, no athlete doing the research would, would think that this is a good idea to take these shots. The research so, that LeBron James did and the research that the guy pretending to be Damar Hamlin does is they know who pays their bills. And so they cannot speak out against the sacred cow. They seem very reluctant, all of them, to uh, speak out against it. Yet others do. You know, Eric Clapton uh, took it and came out right away and said, listen, it affected me. I can't play the guitar. Jessica Suddick came out and said, listen, I can't act or entertain. I mean, there have been players uh, who have come out, Adamus, you know, who died. Uh, when he took the vaccine and he got myocarditis, he said, listen, I got myocarditis and I can't play. Look at Fabian Trump, an Olympic marathoner from uh, Switzerland, took three shots. Myocarditis says, I can't run. So, you know, some come out and are honest and then others seem to be uh, regretful, remorseful, maybe dishonest. I, I don't know. But th- what I'm saying, Stu, is is that they're public figures like you and me. And so we have an obligation in this setting of a public health measure like a vaccine to tell the truth because others are at risk. Yeah, millions of others. All right, a little announcement. We're doing into bonus coverage tonight. Usually it's 90 minutes of fury, which I never stick to. So we're going to bonus coverage. It's supposed to be done at 10. We're just going to keep going on vaccines. Can't resist it. Got too much information on it. So as I told you before, if you look at a 52-year period, 52-year period from 1970 to 2023, quick check with everybody. Is that, well, 2022. Is that 52 years? My math, right? What was it? Uh, 1970, 2020, uh, 2022. That's 52 years, right? Yeah, 30 and 22. Yeah, there we go. So that's 52 years. In the 52-year period of time, 
for the first 51 of those, uh, for the first 50 of those 52 years, we had 1,300 athletes drop dead on the field. For 50 out of those 52 years, so from 1970 to strangely 2022, I mean, correction, to 1970 to 2020, a total of 1,300 athletes dropped dead on the field in 50 years. 50 years. And in the preceding two years after that, starting in 2021 and 2022 alone, 1,700 athletes dropped dead on the field. That, that's weird, isn't it? Isn't that weird that for 50 years you had 1,300 athletes drop dead and in two years, 2021 and 2022, you had 1,700 athletes drop dead? And now, here's the latest stats coming from 2023. All league combined, all leagues combined, semi-pro and pro. The average was, and these are people under the age of 35, the average all the years prior, in all, all leagues, pro and semi-pro combined worldwide, you had 29 athletes die a year of cardiac arrest on the field. 29 globally. Now it's gone up just, 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 a, just a little tiny bit. Just a little tiny bit. From 29 to 283. Oh my gosh. Per year. From 29 per year to 283 per year. Very strange, isn't it, that it's shot up 10 times the amount? And by the way, just another little bonus. Out of those 283, that have dropped dead per year since the vax rollout, two-thirds of them are fatal. I said dropped dead, dropped on the field. Two-thirds of them are fatal. Some people are able to be revived, like DeMar Hamlin and Bronny James, because there's a doctor right there. Not the kids that they found dead on the college at NC State. Yeah. Mysterious eight kids just dead in the dorm rooms. Ain't nobody to resuscitate you when you're home alone doing homework. So just a little increase from 29 per year to 283 per year. Amazing, isn't it? And you listen, this was one of the most startling stories I've ever seen. It's mainstream media. It's not the Tom Lightley podcast. It's not Alex Jones. It's not Steve Bannon. It's not Dan Bongino. This is a main, this is mainstream right out of California. Emergency broad. This is by Steve Favis. F-A-V-I-S, Steve Favis video. Emergency broadcast. I'm going to show you two and a half minutes of this. Emergency broadcast. A kamikaze bioweapons lab, that's the way he framed it, was found in California run by China. That's weird, isn't it? Kamikaze because the people manufacturing had no regard for safety and potentially were going on su- uh, uh, whatever a suicide mission manufacturing dangerous bioweapons. So they found it's, it's a bioweapons lab run by China in California. Don't believe me? Play the video. I've been in government for 25 years. I've never seen anything like this. First at 11, this one is tough to believe. An investigation tonight into a possible illegal medical lab. It was operating out of an abandoned warehouse in Reedley. Inside, mice bioengineered to incubate the COVID-19 virus. The lab was discovered near I and 9th streets. 30 refrigerators and freezers, some broken, were found filled with bodily fluids. Health officials tell us they are shocked at the biological house of horror. 
CBS 47's Juanita Adame live in studio with the shocking details tonight. Well, Brian, this story is so complicated. There are local, state, and federal agencies all involved. Now, what prompted this investigation was a simple garden hose that was illegally attached and coming out of the back of a building. It was back in April inside this abandoned warehouse in Reedley that a discovery so shocking was made that it left local health officials stunned. This is a, a truly unusual situation. I've been in government for 25 years. I've never seen anything like this. I've never have seen this in my 26 year career with the county of Fresno. What was supposed to be an empty building used only for storage was home to an unauthorized lab testing facility, something no one had even conceived of. We um, reach out to our local public health directors throughout the state, um, California, and there's really nobody has really expressed this type type of interaction with a unlicensed lab. So it is something new. The discovery was made after a local code enforcement officer noticed this garden hose poking out a back wall of the building. Frankly, uh, we knew that that shouldn't be there. And when she went to go investigate, she found that there was activity or operation or something happening within that building. The city then obtained several search warrants to enter the building. Once inside, no staff was located, but there was a special room that was built housing about a thousand mice, a thousand white lab mice. And the reason the mice were in the lab was jaw dropping through their statements um, that they were doing some um, some testing on laboratory mice there that would help them support um, developing the COVID test kits that they had on site. Documents show the lab was also being used to produce pregnancy tests. 200 of the nearly 1000 mice were already dead. According to court documents, all the rodents were being caged in, quote, inhumane conditions. Also found thousands of vials, many of which contained biohazards, materials including human blood, unidentified tissue, and other unknown substances. So we have a Chinese police station in New York that the FBI finally investigated and shut down. That's an absolute fact. Pull it up on Google. It'll show up. Chinese police stations right now currently happening in Canada, and now we have a Chinese-run bioweapons lab in Reedy, California. That's the local news. That's not me. With humanized mice doing COVID research and COVID test kit research and lo and behold pregnancy research from the very people who want to lower the Earth's population. It's always linked together. COVID and lowering the Earth's population. Vaccines and lowering the Earth's population. And I'm on bonus coverage right now at 10.07 or I'd spend the next 40 <laughs> minutes on COVID alone. You got to see this one, too. This is another video. It's another two-minute video, 153, actually. This is, it's, it's categorized as the, the you, think, you think COVID is new. It's not new. It goes all the way back to the 60s. Don't believe me? Watch this video. Play it for me. Most of you don't know that coronavirus as a model of a pathogen was isolated in 1965. Coronavirus was identified in 1965 as one of the first infectious replicatable viral models that could be used to modify a series of other experiences of the human condition. It was isolated once upon a time associated with the common cold. But what's particularly interesting about its isolation in 1965 was that it was immediately identified as a pathogen that could be used and modified for a whole host of reasons. And you heard me correctly, that was 1965. And by the way, these slides are public domain. You're welcome to look at every single reference. Every comment that I made is based on published material. So do make sure that you look at those references. But in 1966, 
The very first COV coronavirus model was used as a transatlantic biological experiment in human manipulation. And you heard the date, 1966. I hope you're getting the point of what I'm saying. This is not an overnight thing. This is actually something that's been long in the making. A year before I was born, we had the first transatlantic coronavirus data sharing experiment between the United States and the United Kingdom. And in 1967, the year I was born, we did the first human trials on inoculating people with modified coronavirus. Isn't that amazing? 56 years ago, the overnight success of a pathogen that's been 56 years in engineering. One. 56 years in engineering. Anthony Fauci has the gall to come out and say that COVID-19 comes from a natural origin. I mean, and he's, he knows all of this. And again, I'm nine minutes into overtime. I'm just telling you, all of you guys, switch to Rumble. I'm telling you, they ban me off of Facebook all the time. We take down the video on YouTube all the time. Switch over to Rumble. Not even allowed to friend you on Facebook. They won't allow me to friend you. Been tapped, I've been capped forever. Switch to Rumble. Got 712 people on right now. Switch to Rumble. Lo, you know, friend, whatever you call it on Rumble. I don't even say I'm, I'm, a, I'm a Just follow. Follow us on Rumble. I don't know any of the terminology. I'm a tech idiot. But back to COVID. I'm not a, I'm not a COVID idiot, however. <laughs> so the first gain of function research, really, for all intents and purposes, with COVID-19 was 1966. And then traded with the UK in 1967, where they were starting to inoculate people against COVID-19. So this has been part of the globalist plan since the 60s. And Fauci knew it the entire time. He was standing up there saying, this is novel. Never heard of this before. He's the, I mean, and again, that doesn't, even, that doesn't even cover his own funding of the Wuhan Institute of Virology for Gain-of-Function Research. His funding through Peter, Peter Daszak and the Eco Health Alliance, the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation, funding the Chinese Academy of Sciences, funding the Wuhan Institute of Virology to the tune of tens of millions of dollars for a, and, they, and of course, this thing just sprung to life. They've never found the animal origin yet. Not one, not, not the bat, nothing. They haven't found, they haven't found the animal origin yet. But they were digging this stuff up, going into bat caves a long time ago, finding bat poop, drawing out viruses, and making them susceptible to human beings. That's what they were doing this in the 60s, and they've all known this. So why would they cover it all up? Because it's evil. Because it's demonic. It's so that they kill people, and not just kill them. They're not going to release a highly virulent uh, uh strain of a virus they're not because it'll kill them it's just enough remember cause the problem and then offer you their totalitarian solutions while killing people 40 to 60 million abortions a year then they so they kill people like that they sex traffic them through their open borders kill people like that they kill people they kill people with COVID-19 not nearly as many as they claim but they kill people with COVID-19 they kill people with masking they kill people with lockdowns they kill people, of course, by the millions with vaccinations. It's all about death because they belong to their father, the devil. And they want to carry out their father's desires that he was a murderer from the beginning. John chapter 8, verse 44, Jesus speaking. That's who these people are. And it's been going on for decades. And again, if I wasn't 12 minutes, I'm already 12 minutes into overtime. <laughs> 
I would talk about this for the next hour and a half with videos. Because it's just amazing. These, these, and you have, and again, again I, I, I continue to talk about it. And you have Anthony Fauci's efforts to cover up that it was created in a lab. It's all been lab since 1965. There, have you ever caught a coronavirus before? No, not until, not until they released it. Their own manipulated version of it because it was never going to be transmissible from a bat to a human. There's been people bitten by bats hundreds of times a year for hundreds of years, and nobody's ever caught a coronavirus because <laughs> it's not transmissible. Yeah. The current coronavirus isn't transmissible from bat to bat. <laughs> weird. Yeah, it's weird, isn't it? As if, as if they created it in a lab. Yeah. And Anthony Fauci covered up. Remember, remember the two redacted emails from his two prize scientists? Trusted scientists saying, hey, this looks like this was lab created. And then he had them change it, saying that it wasn't lab created, put out the article in the Lancet where it wasn't lab created and bought off both of those scientists for $5 million. All you got to do is they're all the same. They do the exact same tactics. Let's lie about it. And let's say that we got 50 experts to say that our lie is true. Sounds familiar, doesn't it? Like the Hunter Biden laptop. Same thing with Anthony Fauci and his Lancet article. Now, again, see, a lot of you think that this is over. It's not over. They, listen, we are winning in some areas. We are winning. They wouldn't dare do some of the stuff they tried to do before because a lot of us are done. Listen, a lot of, if you're watching this, you're probably like me. I never masked, never locked down, never changed my life, never social distance, never closed my church, nothing. Nothing. All I did, all I did was prosper. It's all that I did during, because I refuse. I stand in the word of God. Whatever I bind is bound. Whatever I loose is loose. But the agenda is not over. Now, this is a Greg Price video. This is a doctor on MSNBC. And listen to what she says. Play it for me. What's going on? What are you saying? Well, we're seeing the same thing, Jose, in clinic. We are, as you said, hospitalizations going up. Let me just start with some good news. We are not seeing anywhere near the dramatic rises that we saw in previous summers or previous years. That's good news. That's because a large part of the population who say has already either been infected and vaccinated or both several times. So what I think people need to know is that I would just get people on alert that when you're in those crowded spaces, think about the cough and the colds. And sometimes many people don't even have any symptoms. A mask can be your best friend. Keep it private. Back in time, we've had them in our pockets and our coats and our backpacks. Time to bring them out again, especially as the school season starts. We don't want to see kids missing school for things that we could have prevented. She misses the old days. We had them in our backpacks and our purses and our pockets. In any moment, we could pull out our masks. That's what she wants. Oh, my gosh. They never want their total. Listen, if they could hold on to it, they would have held on to it. Everybody would still be masked right now. Not me and you. Not the people that actually have balls. <laughs> But everybody else, if it was up to them, they'd all be masked. They'd all be on their six bivalent vaccination right now. That's her dream. She loved it. She loves having that control because she's a power, perverted, demonic human being. And knowing the masks do absolutely nothing. All the studies have come out, and you've heard me say this for the last 41 months of 15 days to flatten the curve, the size of a COVID particle, 0.06 to 0.14 microns. The greatest mask on planet Earth, an N95 mask, starts off blocking particles three times that size. N95s don't work. Every country where they mandated masks and mandated N95s and mandated lockdowns and mandated 
uh, vaccinations all have higher death rates than those countries that didn't. That's just a fact because they don't do anything. And vaccinations give you ADE, antibody-dependent enhancement syndrome, which is why what they're doing is covering up the data right now. More people are dying of COVID right now than in, during, in 2020. I'm telling you, it's true. Unless things diametrically changed from 2022 to 2023, because more people died in Australia, which still puts out, or used to put out, their health data, unfettered health data, more people died of COVID-19 in 2022 than 2020 and 2021 combined, and that's of the least virulent variant because they all have antibody-dependent enhancement syndrome in a country that's 96% vaxxed. 17 minutes over time. Listen, all of you that are watching, I'm playing a bunch of videos right after this. I call it the post game. Switch over, watch us on Rumble. I don't make any money off of any. I get paid by the church. I'm sitting at Foundation Church, 13,000 South Trail, North Port Florida. That's where I'm sitting right now in our podcast room. That's where I get paid. I don't get paid by Rumble. I just never get, I never get censored on Rumble. So if you're on Facebook watching, switch to Rumble. Even I can download the app. You're watching on YouTube, switch to Rumble. That is our place, guys. Parallel parallel society, parallel economy. That's what we've got to have. So switch to Rumble. I've got a lot of videos to show. It's about 90 seconds worth of me talking at the church, a couple little ads. That's it. Pimping some merchandise. But hang around. 704 people still on. Hang around and watch the post-game videos. They are awesome. Love you all back here Thursday night, 8.30, 90 minutes of fury, unless I go over, and then it's a 108 minutes of fury, like it is tonight. Love you all. God bless you. See you Thursday night. From everyone who has been given much, or Romans 8.32, everything, all things. Ephesians 1.3, everything, every spiritual gift is yours. What was this much that was given to you? It can be summarized in two words. Holy Ghost. Nobody's got the Holy Ghost but you. The unsaved do not have the Holy Ghost. You got it. Narrow is the way and few find it. We are supposed to be a remnant that the world is petrified of because of the power of the Holy Ghost. That's the much that was given to you.